What is up, Fathom fam? Thank you for listening and supporting the Fathom Church podcast. Remember, you can always connect with us at fathomchurchjacks.com and on all your social media platforms as well as on YouTube. We just want to remind you about our Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. It's a very different podcast, different than our normal sermon. It's really just a conversation, casual, engaging chat between some of our leaders on faith, life, and following Jesus between Monday and Saturday, not just on Sunday. So if you haven't had a chance to listen in, we hope you will head over there to Fathom Beyond Sunday and check out our podcast. For now, let's jump into the message. Um, We're so thankful you're here. If you are new to Fathom Church online or in person, man, we hope we get a chance to uh, start a relationship, start a a friendship, uh, include you in this community uh, that, that's called Fathom Church. Man, it's crazy. I cannot believe that we're coming up on eight years uh, as a community, as a, a church family. What a joy it has been um, over these past eight years. It's been wild and crazy, but uh, it's just crazy to think about. Like, this place was vacant. Like, we, we didn't gather. Like, we didn't live in this state. Like, some of you uh, didn't live around here at the time. You had no idea what God had in store to join us together to be a part of this family, to be a part of this community. And I'm so thankful for every single one of you as we go into 2021, those at home, those here uh, in person. And I'm really excited about what God has in store for us as a church family, but I'm, I'm really excited about what he, he wants to do in your life individually. And I want you to know that as we start a new year, as we start a new decade, God has good things in store for your life. It may not be easy. In fact, I can almost guarantee you what God has for you. It's probably not going to be the easiest path you could have chosen. You could have chosen some easy things, easier things to, to do with your life. But following Jesus is the most rewarding, most fulfilling decision you'll ever make. And so I'm looking forward to just what God's going to do uh, in these coming weeks and months and this year. It's a new decade, right? Isn't it? It's a new decade. It's crazy uh, that we're, we're right here. And I'm really looking forward uh, to today. Today's uh, Vision Sunday. And, and usually on a day like this, I've been praying. This is kind of like a four or five month process for me to be able to, to, to preach and share what I feel like's in my heart that God's calling us to as a church. Um, I, I do this every year, sometimes a couple of times a year, to just cast vision for our church. Oftentimes, it'll include what the next big thing that we're going to accomplish for the kingdom of God together. And that's not what I'm doing today. <laughs> um, that's not what I'm doing today. I, I feel that the word that God's given me for today, and, and I, I pray about it for four months. I'm reflecting on what we walk through, reflecting on where we need to grow as a church. I'm praying through these things, talking about it with our leaders, our staff, just getting a sense of all this stuff in this buildup. So it, a word, uh, and when I say a word, I, I'm going to give you a single word, but I'm really talking about like a rhema word, like an like a on-time specific word for a people, for a season. Like that's what I'm praying for, not just like uh, an English word. <laughs> I'm praying for like, what, what does God have for us? And some, that'll scare some of you because last year that word was pivot. <laughs> and we pivoted ourselves into the craziest year of our lives. Um, I had no idea what was behind that word when the Lord gave that word. Um, And so uh, I'm not going to be using any of the banned words of 2020, (laughs) like unprecedented or 
or in this season. I get, I get, get punked on that one a lot. Um, but no, I'm really excited about that. So I just want to share out of my heart, um, but I do want to make sure you, you got that announcement that we just shared, uh, that we are starting 21 days of prayer and fasting next Sunday. Um, some of you, you've fasted before. This is what we call a called fast. It's in fact a scheduled fast, a time of consecration. In fact, I, I'm, I'm going to teach on that word and a lot of other things this coming Wednesday. For the next two Wednesdays, I'm going to be doing some online teaching uh, at 7 p.m. I, I pray you'll tune in from wherever you tune in. Find out. Look for the links in your email. If you're not getting our email, make sure you text uh, fathom, the word fathom, to 97,000. That'll get you right on our email list, and you'll get those every Tuesday and Friday, updates on everything that's going on. But I want you to make plans to be a part of this. Whether you've done fasting and it was a terrible experience before, because I've done that. I've, I've fasted, it was a terrible experience, and it was all about the food, it was all about my suffering, um, and I didn't feel like I grew closer, I just kind of grew, you know, frustrated by the whole process. So I want to help guide you through that, talk you through that, and really understand, because Jesus said, not if you fast, he said when you fast. It, it's an expectation for Jesus that this is a part of our life. So, uh, and it's a, it's a neglect of uh, setting aside of food and, and drink for a certain time to draw closer to God. And it's, there's a lot of different stuff behind it. So we're going to be resourcing you. We resource you well in the weeks leading up to this. So to look out for your email this week. Look out for social media and then grab a hold of all those, uh, those links. But plan to be a part of these next two Wednesdays as we teach on prayer and fasting. And then we, we close off our prayer and fasting um, with a big anniversary service, but just before that, we'll have a, a night of prayer and worship here together, and I hope you'll be a part. So I'm really looking forward to, to all that. So let me dive in. The word that the Lord gave me after many months of just prayer um, that I dropped in my spirit was um, the word stronger. Stronger. I know it's not like, cool. Because I know some of us probably at the beginning of 2021, we actually don't feel stronger. We actually might feel a little bit weaker. We might still be mourning some things of 2020. <clears throat> we might still be going through some suffering um, in our life. We may still be struggling through trying to build our strength back up physically, emotionally, spiritually, and we don't feel stronger. And so I want to turn into the text and, and let God really take us where he wants to take us this morning through the scriptures. So we're going to be in, in Romans chapter 5. Um, verse, I'm going to read verses 3 through 5 to get us started. <clears throat> it, it's, it's important to know that Romans is written kind of towards the end of Paul's ministry. It's not his last books he wrote, but he's been a Christian for 25 years at this point. He's been walking with Jesus for a while, and he knows that it's not all a bed of roses. Like it's not, 25 years of following Jesus will teach you that it's not all easy, and so I think that kind of provides uh, just a little bit of context we'll need as we dive in here. Uh, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. We rejoice in our sufferings because we know that the suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame or it does not disappoint doesn't leave us hanging high and dry. Maybe in, in March of last year, April of last year, you were waiting and being 
Like, I hope this is going to go away soon. I, I hope things will get back to normal. And after a while, you just said, it is what it is, right? I just heard people say, it is what it is. We're just going to work our way through this and nothing changed. But hope is about not hoping all these things change. It's, it's hope that's planted in the firm foundation that is Jesus Christ. That is hope that will not disappoint. Because God's love has pour, been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. This text begins with a, a real challenging. It's one of these, like James chapter 1, verse 2, where James challenges in the midst of the church's struggles in Jerusalem. He, he challenges them and says, Hey, consider it pure joy when you face suffering. When you face trials of many kind, knowing that the testing of your faith produces, he says the same thing, perseverance. And here's what he says. He says, let perseverance finish its work. Because I, I don't know about for you, but if you just go back to that verse 3 for a second, it's kind of hard to, to glory in our sufferings. Like, have you ever rejoiced in your sufferings? you ever had a point in the past year where you lost a loved one or someone's battling through sickness or someone lost a job and, and you're just excited. You're like, this is amazing. Like, you ever, you ever had that? I don't know. It's like when I see these scriptures, I'm like, what life are you living, man? Because often in those moments, it's hard to kind of rejoice in our sufferings because we're, we're in the suffering. We're feeling the pain. But the next three words are so important for us. He says, because we know. Because we know. Because the suffering of our moment of October of 2020 or April of 2020 or, or of, of September 4th of 2013 or whatever it is in your life that's suffering that maybe you're still going through right now. You feel it, and it's hard to rejoice in it. But, but Paul is telling us we can rejoice in it because we know. We move away from feeling the suffering, and we go back. See, as time passes on, then like, it's not just that hindsight's 20-20. We're actually further away from our pain. We're not living out of feeling in the moment. We're living out of true knowledge. I'm... I'm making noise up here, so let me see if I can make an adjustment here and, and fix that. Um, not only so, but we also rejoice here. We, we glory in our sufferings because we know that that suffering, it produces something. And so there's, there's really four things I feel like the Lord has placed in my heart today as we press into this text. I'm literally not moving, and it's acting a fool. So... Um, no, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm trying to press through. I'm trying to press through. You guys thought you're like, don't press through. Just grab the other mic. <laughs> but I hate holding things. Like I hate holding things. I just want to be free, as a bird. Just, just let me be me. Just let me be me. I don't want to have something in my hand. Um, I, a lot of times I'll, I'll go preach at another church and they want to put the thing in front of me. I'm like, I, I don't. I want to walk. I want to. I want to move. I want to. Um, anyway. Neither here nor there. There's really four things out of the stronger word that I feel like I want to get into your spirit today. More than I'm trying to get you on board with the next big thing that God's got for our church, I, I want to get you locked into the next thing that God has for your life. Okay? And, and I want you to know our, our, 
our heart for this church is not is not to build a great kingdom for ourselves. The, the kingdom of God will be advanced as we grow, as we grow stronger. Our church will be stronger as your individual life and family and spiritual well-being is stronger. Plain and, plain and simple. Okay, I'm abandoning ship. If you guys will make sure that they record whatever one this is, because otherwise the podcast person's going to be upset with me. The, 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 the first word I feel like that we need to understand out of this is God wants us to be stronger in Him. He wants us to be stronger in Him. This is, this is not a, a matter of um, getting stronger in us, but getting stronger in Him. What I believe that, that really means for us is that we're going to learn to rest fully in the power of the Almighty God. We've had a, plenty of opportunity for that in 2020. In 2021, I believe, is when we're going to really learn to apply this. We're going to learn to rest fully in the power of Almighty God. It's, it's difficult to do this in a moment where we, we're just human, and we think with our human minds as we should, as we think through wisdom, and we move in our strength to make things happen, and and, and see things forward in our own lives and families. But God's calling us in 2021 to not rest on our own strength. Paul said, I'll boast more about my weakness, because it's actually in that that Christ is made strong. And as we go back to the text in Romans 5, I think a lot of us, like we don't feel stronger when we're in our suffering when we're struggling through something, when we're grieving, when we're dealing with a family matter or a business matter that's exhausting us. We're just trying to fix it. We don't feel rejoicing. We don't feel strength in that moment. And what ends up happening, in that, and I think what I, I want us to understand is that we're in the process, though. We're in the process. I don't know if you've ever um, bought some paint and they, they mix it up with that fancy machine that just kind of goes and it rattles at the store, and then you take your, take your paint home, and you don't get to the project for two days, and then you open, and you're like, they mixed it up, and then you go back, and you open up, and you're like, That's, this is not the color, or then you get it, and you, you shake it a little bit, you know that thing, trying to do that with a five-gallon bucket is even harder, but you, you shake it up, and you're trying to get all the things to mix, you're trying to get this to make sense, to the color you picked out, and you shake it, and there's, it's still, it's like you open it up, and you crack it open, and it's like, this is still not the color. Something's not right, and there's some things on the bottom. There's, there's some things underneath, there's some colors underneath the surface that aren't quite mixed in. And I think our lives are a lot like that. When we're in this process of moving from suffering, and the pain of the moment, or the season, or the year, or the decade. We're in that moment, and we have trouble seeing how this is going to amount to anything other than my personal pain in this moment, but Paul tells us that But we know. We know. In fact, we've had to walk through this before. See, 2020 has given us an opportunity to see we're a little bit stronger than what we realized. We didn't think we could quarantine. We didn't think we could survive the sickness. We didn't think we could, you know, be online for this long or whatever it is. And we've built up some endurance more than what you realize. So you may feel weak, but I would say some of you, you're actually a couple steps further in the process than what you realize. 
And if we'll allow it, if we'll allow God to, to make these things clear as we get away from the moment of feeling, of pain or frustration or anger or whatever the emotions of the moment of suffering that we've experienced over the past year, then God's going to refine that through his, he's going to finish up mixing that up and see some character built out of 2020 that will be evident in 2021. And furthermore, clinging to the hope that is in Jesus Christ, of which that character will be refined through his Holy Spirit. Paul says in Ephesians 6.10, finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might, not in our own strength. And so I would just encourage you right now, Think of an area of your life that you've been trying to do in your own strength and trying to fix the problem in your own strength. And, and I want to invite you to, to begin to pray, God, I want to be stronger in you, not in me in 2020. I want to be stronger in you, but, but I have to tell you like what that's going to require of each of us. If we want to be stronger in him, and I would guess all of us, we'd like to be stronger in God. Like We'd like to rest more fully in Him. It's going to require vulnerability and it's going to result in healing. See, that's what Paul was saying when he says, I'll boast in my weakness. He said, I can bring that before God. I can be honest with God about not in my own strength I can do this. No, no, I'm actually stronger in Him. I'm actually resting fully in Him when I'm actually vulnerable about where I feel weak right now. The areas I feel insecure the areas I feel afraid, the, the area I'm afraid to let go in, it's actually going to require vulnerability. And so I, I just have to tell you, you're not going to get stronger in him if you're not willing to be vulnerable before him. And it's probably going to include before others as well. You're not going to get stronger in him. In fact, it's just a facade. You, you think that you're getting stronger in him, but you're really not. It's going to require vulnerability, but it's going to result in healing and that's my heart for you in this year. That God, as we rest fully in Him, He's just going to begin to refine and purify some things in our life, set us free. Um, a, a lady by the name of Flora Slauson Woolner, she's got a beautiful name. She says, Our masks are not ripped off. Rather, the fear beneath them is healed until the mask falls off naturally like a scab off healed flesh. See, they're not just ripped off, like, oh, no, 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 God's going to, that's we're vulnerable for it. He's just going to heal us from the inside, and that mask is going to fall off like the scab falls off. We often want to rip it off too early. Anybody, I, my kids, I always scrape knee, want to rip it off too early. No, no, just wait. Just let God do his thing. Rest fully in him, Fathom Church, in 2021. Be willing to be vulnerable, and the result is God's going to heal some things in our life, and I don't, know about you, but, but I know there's some things that God wants to heal in my life, and I believe there is in you as well. Uh, so I pray in 2021 that we rest in His strength. Secondly, that we're stronger in His Word in 2021. Not just in Him, but in His Word, the, the Word of God. That we are more deeply engaged in our personal walk with God. Uh, I'm going to talk later about our kind of communal and like being stronger together in, in just a few moments, but I want to kind of focus on our individual journey as uh, the ladies. So, you know, uh, timely uh, description of, of Jesus' command that loving God is part of loving others. It's, it, they're connected. But I want to talk to you about your personal walk with God. See, to be a disciple 
is to be a follower of Jesus. It's one who learns, who is, who is excited about growing. But I think many of us, like we plateau. You ever been there in your faith and you just kind of get to a point, you're like, I'm good, this is good enough. I'm not, I'm not doing things I used to do. I know more than I used to know. I think oftentimes we're just, we're just plateauing. We're just okay with just kind of going through the motions and getting kind of a, a nice word for us to kind of get us through our week. But when it comes from Monday through Saturday, we are not deeply engaged with our personal walk with God. We are simply in a religious routine. We're, we have like moral religiosity more than we have a genuine personal relationship with God. And if that's you, if you say, you know, I'm kind of me. There's not, not a whole lot going on spiritually for me between Monday and Saturday. It's just kind of my Sunday kind of fix. I'd say you're using God, but you're not having the opportunity to walk with God and experience a true relationship with Him, a personal relationship, just a church relationship. You have more of a relationship with the church than you do with God. And that's a problem. God desires so much more for our lives. And so my heart for you is that we're deeply engaged in our personal walk with God. It's going to, truly knowing God is going to take some time. And, and really what we call discipleship, being a follower of Jesus, it's just this long journey of obedience in the same direction, Eugene Peterson said. Long, discipleship is long obedience in the same direction. I'm just going to continue to be faithful. You say, hey, I'm there. I'm deeply engaged in my Monday through Saturday. Amen. Let's keep doing it. And don't think like, I've got to come up with something new. I've got to come up with some fancy fix. No, no, Let's just be deeply engaged in our walk with God. And I think that's through genuine commitment to prayer and reading the Word of God. Like genuine commitment to prayer. If if you don't have like a genuine, authentic prayer life and, and relationship with the Word of God, you don't know who you're following. You, you, you know who I, I've, I've said, this is who we're following, but you don't know for yourself who you're following. But prayer is an invitation to talk and commune with God, to listen and hear the voice of God revealed through the truth of Scripture. And these two work hand in hand to guide our life. God, His Holy Spirit, His love poured out to us. Because all this happens because of the Holy Spirit's love poured out in our hearts. And so my prayer is as you jump on to a reading guide or a, a new devotional or some kind of soap guide that you're daily trying to come to the Word of God and just open up. And, and, and I think one of the biggest prayers and one of the simplest prayers that many of us need to pray is, God, will you help me fall in love with your word more? Will you help me fall in love with your word? In fact, our, uh, in the next couple of months, um, I don't have time to get into it a lot today, but uh, what our anchor groups um, have looked like in the previous seasons, they're, they're, they're taking on a whole new rhythm, so to speak, um, we're going to be gathering on Wednesdays. We're going to call it Core Night. I, I actually want you to grab your phone with me for just a second. Will you grab your phone with me? 
and just pull up your calendar, if you will. I'm not having you mark a date, um, but I, I want you to look at it, and I want you to help me out. What's the first, as you pull up your calendar, what's the first day of your week on your calendar? If I just say it out loud. Sunday, Sunday yeah, yeah. So we're kind of treating Sundays. It's a time in which we gather together. We gather together from our different areas of town, our different walks of life, our different careers and families. We come together to encourage one another, to build one another up, to bring glory to God and to grow in Him. And it's a day in which we we build up, we encourage one another, and then we kind of launch back into our communities, into our our city, into our neighborhoods, into our schools, and and, and to our jobs. We launch back. So Sunday for us is kind of like launch Sunday. Every Sunday is launch Sunday. We're coming together, building up, and then launching back out into our mission fields of our city. And then Wednesdays for us in 2021 are going to be what we're calling core night. We're going to gather here. I'll just briefly tell you. We're going to have programming for elementary age. Our student ministry is already taking place. We're going to be gathering together, and there's going to be an opportunity to have groups right here in person as well as online. Our hope is, is as this year progresses that the, there'll be three or four couples and, uh, or families or individuals in, in a certain area of town and another area of town, and then we can allow them to move not just here but taking place everywhere throughout our city. But we feel like there's a time that we need to be together with just here on, uh, in person and online, and so we'll find, we'll, we'll be telling you more about how to get connected to that. But we're going to gather on Wednesdays, online and in person. First half hour we'll spend just gathering and fellowshipping, encouraging one another. The next half hour will be a strict time of teaching in which we, we really sit down and we're growing in our walk with God. We're growing in the knowledge of His Word. And really the first thing we're going to do is, how do we read the Bible? How, what is the Word of God and how is it supposed to be used in my life and And how do I really know all the context? We're going to be guiding you through so many questions that you're probably asking about the Word of God. And then after that, we're going to go into, hey, really understanding kind of the story of the Bible, to really understand that. And so we're really excited about what God's going to do there. But it's all centered around really helping you grow in your personal walk with God. It's a a shift in the way we've been doing groups and joining together online and in person to really grow. My hope is that you'll engage in your personal walk with God, but here's what it's going to require. It's going to require some sacrifice and commitment. It's going to, it's going to require sacrifice. When I uh, started going back to seminary um, in, um, uh, in August of, of last year, I just knew it, it was a time that it, it would require an, an incredible amount of sacrifice on my part, an incredible amount of diligence and commitment, but that was a commitment that God had led me to make almost a year prior, to make so that I could grow in my understanding and knowledge of the Word so that I could teach you and take you deeper in understanding and love. And that's the beauty of this. When we're stronger in Him and stronger in His Word, it's going to require some sacrifice and commitment. It's going to be, hey, even when I'm not feeling like reading the Word of God, I'm going. Even when I don't feel like taking this prayer walk right now, I'm going because I want to be with God. I'm going to sacrifice. Even when it's been a stressful day and, and I can't make it there, I, I just don't want to tune in online or whatever. Even that, it's going to require some sacrifice and commitment, but here's going to be the result is you're going to result in understanding. You're going to know. You're, the knowledge of your faith is going to be so much deeper. And you're going to be stronger in Him, but it's going to require sacrifice and commitment. And I know for some of us, we're just unwilling to make anything that's a sacrifice for us. We're unwilling to commit to anything, 
even when it includes helping us grow in our faith, which is the most important thing in our life. And it's going to result in understanding, but not only understanding, but love. I want you to hear this. Because knowledge, understanding does not puff up, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13. Knowledge doesn't just cause us just to puff up or I look down on everybody. I've grown, I know, know this, and now everybody else is a little less holy. No, no, no. It causes us to grow and not just a, a knowledge and understanding of the Word of God, but of love. I took a little bit longer to let you know more about core nights. You'll be hearing more about that. But I want you to be engaged, and personally engaged in your walk with God. I want us to be stronger at home. I feel like God's calling us, and, and what I mean by that is not just in our marriages or our parenting or any of that stuff or with our roommates. What I really mean by this is that, that to actively apply what God is teaching me. To make it past perseverance to character, we're gonna have, it's going to require some sacrifice and commitment. It's going to require some pruning of our flesh. It's going to require some actual application, not just being hearers of the word, but doers of the word. I want to read James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. I want to read the whole thing. I, I forgot to put it up there. But here is James 1, verse 22 through 25. And, and James starts his text with, Consider it pure joy, chapter 1. And he gets down to verse 22 and he says, But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. He, for he looks at himself and he goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, we move through that, being no hearer who forgets a doer who acts. He will be blessed in his doing. So I, I really believe God's wanting us to take some next steps when it comes to congruence in our life, to authenticity, to step into the character portion of this journey. Maybe we've gone through the suffering, maybe we're still trying to persevere through that, or maybe we've, we've walked through the perseverance stage and we've endured, and man, like, come a long way. My, my skin's a little thicker. I'm not offended by everything anymore. Man, I've, I've really become committed to walking uh, with God, but, but there, there's still this part that's like I, I, I do one thing when I'm around my Christian friends, and I'm a completely different person when I'm on customer service with Comcast. Like, I'm a completely different person. Oh, that's just me. Okay, gotcha. I'm a different person with this person. Different person with my work crowd. I'm a different person in the parking lot than I am on Sunday morning. God wants us to be not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Actually applying what God is teaching us. Monday through Saturday, truly living as faithful disciples and followers of Jesus. This isn't going to come easy. Pete Scazzaro says that, that uh, following Jesus and, and living out what we know to be true often requires slowing down, reflecting, and more repentance than we would like. To truly apply what we've been learning, to truly live out what we know to be true in the Word of God, it's going to require slowing down and reflecting. Uh, I don't know about you, I'm not a slow down kind of guy. You know? I'm just not. I, I live pretty fast, fast-paced life. God has had to teach me out of what is natural in my flesh to slow down and to reflect. 
and surely to repent. I feel like in 2020, I preached on repentance more than I've ever preached about it before. And and 2021, frankly, is not going to be any different. We've got to get this, church. We, We have to understand repentance, not just at the moment of declaration that says, I need a Savior, but the daily declaration that says, I still need a Savior. I still need Him to be Lord of my life. I still fall short. We, we, we must slow down, reflect, and repent. But the beauty is that it's not only going to result in authenticity, that we're the same person, that we're not under that shame, we're not under guilt, but we're the same person. There's authenticity. There's congruence between our private life and our public life. And what James tells us is that there's a blessing in that. When we're not just hearing the word, we're coming and we're hearing it, but then nothing ever happens differently at home, at work, on the phone with customers. Nothing ever changes. Because we're just hearers of the word and not doers of the word. There's a blessing in that. And I don't want you to miss out on that blessing. I don't want you to miss out on a true relationship with God and rest in Him, deep rest in Him. A true relationship with Creator of the universe. Like At times I feel like, why is this so hard to convince people? This is amazing. Like I, I, I don't want you to miss out on this. So my prayer for you is that we would learn together how to slow down. We'd slow down at core nights. We'd slow down on our Sunday gatherings. We wouldn't rush in and rush out. We would just we wouldn't we wouldn't be trying to like, can we just speed through the songs, get through the message so I can get home and get lunch prepared? We wouldn't just speed through, we'd just slow down. And thank God for the life that we've been given in Him. Thank Him for the hope we've been given. Thank Him for the community of faith that we've been given so that we can walk and reflect on this and receive the blessing as we're not just hearers of the Word, but also doers. And finally, as the band comes and prepares to lead us this morning, I want to encourage us. I feel like we can't get through all this and not understand that we must do this together. That We're going to be stronger together. This has been one of those trite phrases over the past year, nine months, in which people have tried to encourage us to be stronger together. In Ecclesiastes 4.12, just, it straight up tells us, And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. As the body of Christ, as brothers and sisters. It's, Chris, it's, it's me and you and God. That's the threefold core right now. You know, Josh, it's me and you. Like it's twofold, and then God's the other core. And that ain't going to be broken when we're in this thing together and we're stronger together. And if that's just, and, I, and we've been saying it for eight years that no disciple walks alone. And it doesn't matter. Some of us, we've just heard that and we've never done it and authenticity and vulnerability, and we've never learned to walk with people. And, and can I just say, for men and women alike, like our, our culture has taught us to do it alone, to not be vulnerable, both men and women alike, to show our strength, but to be stronger together, we're going to have to intentionally invest in our relationships. Like, I think for a long time, I just hoped... That somebody, a spiritual father, was just going to fall out of the sky. 
just going to fall. God, I'm waiting for them. Where are they? And I never opened my mouth. I never set up a coffee. I never reached out. But God did it in his perfect time, and I feel like I've got a, a plethora of spiritual fathers in my life now, and I'm grateful for that. But it's going to take intentionally investing in relationships, and not just random relationships, but relationships that bring God glory. And I'll tell you the relationships that bring God glory. Ones, ones that feed your faith, and ones that feed the faith of others. And you need both. You need both in your life. I'm talking about relationships with people who don't believe. I'm talking about people who are de-churched as you used to be de-churched. People who, yeah, yeah, I walked away from the church. I can't do that anymore. I'm talking about some... I'm talking about intentionally setting up some time with people who are a little bit difficult, who are a little bit needy, a little bit stressful. You can't do it for everybody, but, but you need to do it for somebody. You can do it for somebody. Do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. And lean in intentionally invest. And I want to encourage you to intentionally invest in a relationship that, that's building you up, someone that challenges you, that encourages you to grow. To grow stronger together, it's going to require intentionality and vision. That you understand the purpose of these relationships. It's not just to make me happy, but it's to bring God glory. To build up the life of another, and that I may be built up in courage. It's called mutual edification, mutual benefit. But the, the beauty is that it's going to result in meaningful growth in your life. To truly be stronger, and meaningful growth for the kingdom of God. Um, I, there's a quote I found on Twitter, where all good quotes are found. And I won't even say the author's name, because you've never heard of him. He had about 13 followers. But he dropped a little truth bomb that we need to hear. He said, you can't disciple yourself. As helpful as social media is, no one on it can care for your soul the way an actual person can. Quit living off clips and get into a meaningful relationship with another human being that you're vulnerable with, that you're honest with. And really, what I want to do in the next few moments, you guys can just play, and, and I just want us to pray. I just want to create a place of prayer right now. We're in a place of prayer. I don't have to create it. It's here. We, we make church to be a lot of things, oftentimes. A lot of different goals and motivations as each one of us come in with our own things. And Jesus really got ticked off when people were making it um, about their personal gain and what they could get from it. The money changers, remember that one? He comes in there and it's like, Jesus is mad. Woo, Jesus got mad this day. He goes and he flips over tables, the money changers, because they're using the gathering, they're using the temple, the tabernacle, and Jesus says, you're a bunch of robbers, a bunch of thieves. You come in to take. And Jesus says, my house will be called a house of prayer. And you may get uncomfortable in moments like this when I'm like, hey, we're just going to pray. And I'm not going to say anything, and I've asked them not to sing anything. We're just going to pray. But I want you to know, 2021, forever, the life of this church, it's a place of prayer. Now, I, I want you to kind of make an altar right there where you're at. And just pray. And as we recount these things that, that God has spoken, this, that we're going to be stronger in Him this year. And I want that for you. 
but it's going to happen through admitting our own vulnerability. But God's going to heal some things inside of us. And, and I want us to grow stronger in his word, but you, you have to know it's going to require sacrifice and commitment. I'm guessing you want to grow in understanding and love, but it's going to require something of us too. God's working with us. I'm, I'm guessing we want these things to be a part of our life. We want to grow stronger together, but are we willing, are we willing to be intentional and really have vision for these relationships that we're just not going through the motions? There's God's doing something in it. I'll have a fancy closing other than, hey, let's pray. Okay? <laughs> I, we'll, we'll just sift this, we'll skip the sappy story and just say, let's just pray. I want you to pray for your own spiritual walk right now. You should pray for that of your family, of your spouse. You should pray for your church family. And let's just spend a few moments in prayer. We're going to close in this song and close out for the day. I'm I'm literally just going to sit down, okay? Just make an altar at your seat and let's just pray to God. Father, forgive us for the moments, for the days, the seasons, the months in which we've tried to do it in our own strength. Forgive us. God, as we're open and we're vulnerable in this moment throughout this year, God, I pray that you just bring healing to our souls. God, as we commit ourselves to growing in your word, I pray, Father, you would help us to grow in understanding, but also in love. As we come to know who we're following, to know the truth by which we stake our lives on. God, I pray today, God, that we would learn to do this together. You would connect us to one another. invested in each other's lives for the glory of your kingdom, for the glory of our own good. God, I pray today for the person who in these few moments of silence and slowing down of prayer doesn't know what to pray. Who just says, God, I don't even know what to pray. It's been a while. As Paul said, God, even when we don't know what to pray, the Spirit groans on our behalf for that person, God. I pray for them now to know that you are working still. Even when we don't know what to pray, you're working. God, and when we love you, and we give our lives to you, you're going to make the path straight. I pray right now for the person who's running as hard as they can, God, and in this moment, you'd help us to come home. You'd help us to come home to faith, to come home and build our life on you fresh and anew. That's our prayer. You guys lead us in the song for a few minutes. Well, let's continue to just pray and worship the Lord in this moment. There's some folks at the crosses if you'd like to join in prayer with someone in this time.